Johnson & Johnson taking a shot at Gilead Sciences. This is Industry Focus. Hi Fools, healthcare analyst Michael Douglas here with healthcare contributor Todd Campbell. And welcome to Wednesday's healthcare edition of Industry Focus. And have we got a good show for you? Uh, so we we got a we got a listener question, which we always appreciate. By the way, please send us an email: industryfocus, all one word, at fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. Uh, and Jonathan sent us in a question, actually, on what we were planning on covering anyway today. So so uh, kind of. Lucky, lucky timing on our part there, I guess. But Jonathan asks, um, wanted to get your take on the Hep C market. Um, you know, just today, you know, a lot going on with um, particularly Johnson Johnson and Achillion Pharmaceuticals uh, and their new hepatitis C tie-up. So I figured we'd go ahead and zone in and and really kind of break down that deal and talk about it. Um, now, you know, for those of you who haven't. Uh, who haven't been with us previously, um, Gilead Sciences, kind of the, not just kind of, it is the big dog in hepatitis C uh, with Savaldi and um, Harvoni, these essentially hepatitis C cures that in many cases um, remove the need for interferon and ribavirin, which are these just sort of side effect laden side drugs. Um, Really a, a transformative opportunity for the market and for Gilead shareholders uh, who saw largely based on growth from hepatitis C, uh, a, I think it was 3 or 4x increase in earnings per share last year and uh, are, are looking at some, uh, some pretty good growth this year too. Um, but as you can imagine, in a massive market like hepatitis C, 150 million uh, people worldwide, according to some estimates, have the disease. Um, you can imagine there's going to be competition, and there has been. AbbVie's Vicurapac um, has gotten off to a slow start, but um, they are uh, expecting it to be at a multi-billion-dollar annual run rate by the end of the year. And now you've got Johnson and Johnson, you know, not a small company by any stretch of the imagination, and Achillion Pharmaceuticals uh, announcing a tie-up uh, just this morning about. Uh, regarding hepatitis C, so so Todd, let's let's go into the deal a little bit. What's the what's the general headline here? What's really fascinating about this deal is that um, you know Achillion was one of the last remaining pure plays in hepatitis C. Yeah, they were. Um, <laughs> they were. Yeah, so as you said, a lot of these competitors really really want to knock uh, Gilead off the pedestal yeah. and grab a piece of this market. It's a huge market. You know, if you if you annualize the first quarter sales for Gilead in uh, this indication, you're looking at an 18 billion dollar run rate just for Gilead um, this year alone and uh, that's just remarkable for one uh, one company in one indication. So, you know, what's interesting about this deal, there's a couple things that are interesting. First, you know, everybody was hoping Achillion would get bought straight out, lock, stock, and barrel. Someone would show up, hand a big check over, and acquire the company. So shares were bid up uh, ahead of that. And we always at The Motley Fool remind people, don't buy stocks based on acquisition rumors. Focus Ever. on... <laughs> Ever focus on the technology, the research, the story behind the scenes, and come to your own conclusions. So, mm. so there is some disappointment out there that ah, you know, this company didn't get bought outright, but this deal shouldn't be poo-pooed, <laughs> if you will. Um, it's it's really an interesting deal because Johnson and Johnson has a very deep uh, uh, level of experience 
in hepatitis C development. It wasn't that long ago that Johnson & Johnson was in a horse race with Gilead Sciences on coming to market with the first oral uh, uh, treatment for hepatitis C. They had Elysio uh, in the works. Mm -hmm. And Gilead Sciences' drug proved to be better. Uh, they both won approval at the end of 2013. Um, Elysio ended up with about $2 billion in sales last year to you know, Gilead's $12.4 billion in sales. So Gilead won. But Johnson <laughs> hands down. Giving, yeah, hands down. But, but, but Johnson's not giving up. Um, and this is just further evidence that they are committed to battling in the next generation of hepatitis C treatment, which in my opinion is going to focus less on efficacy and safety, two things that have been addressed in the first battle, and next on patient adherence by reducing uh, treatment duration. Yeah, and, and that's going to be, pro I mean, to, to my mind at least, and I imagine to yours too, Todd, that this is probably going to be the chance for the Achillean drugs, which will now be marketed by Johnson & Johnson, assuming they ultimately get approved, of course. Um, that's going to be really that Achillean could not right. Achillean could not have gotten a better partner. Yeah, they are. You know, Johnson Johnson is going to take over all the development costs, all of the the the, the commercialization costs. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, if these drugs succeed in trials, and that's not a given. Okay, right. anything could go wrong, derail these trials. Okay, that that are going to be launched by Johnson Johnson. Uh, but if it does pan out then the Johnson Johnson obviously has a global sales force that could get ramped up and could drive sales uh, for this drug and actually you know, make a go of it against Gilead. Uh, but there's a lot that needs to happen between here and there. You know, specifically, you've got a situation where Johnson & Johnson okay, has now licensed, licensed global rights to Achillean's HCV, Hep C um, uh, pipeline. Okay? Mm. That pipeline includes ACH 3102, and ACH3102 is a next-generation uh, NS5A inhibitor. So basically it targets the same target that Letiposphere does in Gilead's top-selling Harvoni, which is a mashup of, of, of that Letiposphere and, um, and um, Savaldi. Right. Okay? So the idea is, okay, can we come up with a better combination that would in, it deliver similar efficacy but do it in a shorter uh, treatment duration. And in very small trials, uh, they've been able to uh, effectively cure uh, patients in both six weeks and eight weeks by combining ACH3102 and Savaldi. So that has got people's attention because it's like, okay, well, if J&J licenses 3102, which it has, and then it can take that and it can combine it with uh, it acquired some, some drugs that work similarly to the way Savaldi does last fall uh, when it bought Alios and, and got their uh, nuke pipeline, okay? So if it can combine it with that, then possibly, just possibly, they can come up with a pan-genotype uh, drug that would outperform or equally perform with um, Harvoni but require patients to take it for less time. Right, and, and when you think about this, folks, um, you know... At the end of the day, of course, efficacy and safety are the holy grail, right? I mean, it's it's going to be like if you know in, in this market, if you're not you know effectively curing hepatitis C, you're not competing um, because this that that's just where the bar has been set by Gilead Sciences. But 
the the other thing that we're increasingly hearing, not just from insurers and PBMs uh, and consumer advocacy groups, but also from governments around the world, is that there is there are concerns about increasing healthcare expenses. Uh, and so, when you think about that opportunity with a shorter duration. Uh, drug, um, if you price it per pill or, or per number, you know, per treatment, the same as a longer duration drug, it's going to end up being cheaper. And if you can, um, if you can sort of cut down that amount of time you have to take a drug, um, then there is a better opportunity for, or there's less opportunity for patients to actually uh, forget to take a pill, um, go off treatment for whatever reason, uh, which means that you should theoretically also have a benefit to cure rates. So it's cheaper and also you have better adherence. That looks like a win-win. And I think that um, as is is definitely, uh, Todd, I think you hit the nail on the head, that's definitely what Johnson & Johnson is targeting here. Um, the question, of course, is, well, how how many things have to line up for that to go well and for this to actually have been a good deal that cannot get it off its pedestal? A lot of things. I yeah. mean, there's no question. You know, you look at it, and historically, 90% of drugs that enter human clinical trials fail. Okay, so when when investors are going out and they're looking at these you know news announcements, these press releases, this drug did great in phase one. This drug did great in phase two. Well, thirty to forty percent of drugs that go into phase three fail. So people have to take that with a grain of salt. There's a lot of stuff that could go wrong here. Um, you know, that being said, we are talking about J and J. They probably wouldn't have entered into this deal and committed as much money as they did to the deal. I mean. The deal, basically, what they said is, okay, we're going to, not only are we going to license these drugs from you, take over the cost of developing and commercializing them, but we're also going to agree to offer you up to a billion dollars in milestones if the drugs work out, which obviously is a lot given that Achillean's current market cap is a billion. Mm. Um, And we're also going to give you royalties in the mid-teens to low-20s, okay? And then... Um, on top of that, we're also going to um, buy a bunch of shares in your company. Right. Um, so Johnson's making a pretty big commitment um, to the technology that Achillean has. Um, whether or not that proves to be money well spent, I mean, Johnson's got the money to spend. So it can, it can take the hit if it doesn't pan out. But uh, it, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered. Yeah, and and I would say like me, that me me personally as a Gilead shareholder, um, and Todd, I can't speak for you as a Gilead shareholder, but me personally as a Gilead shareholder, I'm not that concerned yet. Um, I think that it can be, um, it it could be a threat to Gilead some years down the road um, if the data lines up and if. And if FDA FDA approval comes, and if commercialization goes well, um, but in the here and now, you know, you've still got Savali and Harvoni just, you know, indisputably, uh, I think, uh, winning these markets. And um, Gilead isn't exactly sitting on its hands either. They're they're looking at um, opportunities to, uh, exp- you know, to do new indications within hepatitis C, and then also to uh, reduce that treatment time as well. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you, you've got right. You've got Gilead is not just going to sit by and give this give this battle up easily. No, um, not after it's know, made so much money. It's... No, no, they have a, a slate of intriguing drugs in their own pipeline that could end up basically. To, they could end up developing a Harvoni, which is a, uh, approved for use in genotype one. They could end up developing that type of a drug for all the other genotypes as well. 
And we're going to get some data on that. It includes uh, Gilead's 5816 uh, combined with Savaldi. That data should come, I think, in the third quarter. If it looks good, you could get a filing by the end of the year, approval at some point in 2016. That would be a big win for Gilead. You also have, further down in the pipeline, a triplet combination that is being studied for uh, six, eight, and 12-week uh, duration periods. So you could end up getting a six-week treatment uh, coming out of Gilead in the course of the next few years as well, too. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, this definitely is an intriguing, intriguing combination. Um, it could be, um, it could be another um, big player coming into the space. But I think it's just too early to tell. Um, right. And, 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 I mean, I own uh, two of the three players. I don't own Johnson and Johnson currently. Oh, see, I um, do. So I guess we balance each other yeah, out. Yeah. So the three of us have. Yeah, the two of us have all three covered. Um, so, but my position in Killian small, um, and much smaller than it is in Gilead. So that's my full disclosure on that front. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, no, that sounds good. And Todd, thanks for your take as always folks. Um, uh, again, we, we love questions. Um, it's always a nice opportunity to, to see what people are thinking about and to try and learn a bit more about it. And, um, and it's, it's a nice excuse for us, to, uh, for us to go dig into a company. Sometimes one, I mean, not so much in the hepatitis C space because those of you who've been listening know we just love talking about this. Uh, but sometimes to look into a company that we haven't looked into in a while. And it's always um, just such a pleasure. So please send us an email, industryfocus at fool.com. And again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for Industry Focus tomorrow. Todd, thank you as always. Uh, for The Motley Fool, I'm Michael Douglas. Uh, happy investing out there and full on. <laughs>